0: Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about stress and its effect on your mental as well as your physical health. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist, all information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health inpatient, registered nurse, and professional content developer. So stress, its effects on our mental and physical health. Whether we like it or not, stress is a part of life. It affects pretty much everything every single one of us, and we need a little bit of stress in our lives to keep us motivated and moving forward. Otherwise, we'd probably all be spending each and every day on the couch doing nothing. But when stress, either at home or at work or both, gets out of hand, it can cause serious issues for your mental and physical health. I talk a lot in my podcast about how it's up to each of us to be proactive in managing our health and well-being. So, the the object behind that is minimizing stress in your life. Sometimes, however, stress can get the best of you. So, today... I'll talk through how to deal with the ugly beast when you're feeling overwhelmed by the stress monster, as well as how to prevent it from taking hold. Stress is a psychological term that we're probably all familiar with, and it describes the feeling we have when we're under pressure or feeling overburdened by things going on in our life. In small doses, stress can be a motivator. Speak to any athlete, actor, or professional musician about their process for getting ready and they'll probably talk to you about the rush of adrenaline and nerves that they need to work through and which they might channel into their game or performance. I know that every time I prepare to get up and speak in front of a group or people, my nerves kicks in. However, I always remind myself of what someone I worked with many years ago told me back when I was a trainer in corporate land. Uh, She said, if you don't feel nervous before you get up to present or train, you're probably not passionate about doing a good job anymore, and you may as well pack it in. That advice has stayed with me until this day. And when I start feeling the nerves before I speak, I remind myself why it is happening. It's because I want to do a good job. So I channel that desire to do well, and it helps me to do better. That's an example of good stress, which can be a motivator. And we all have a little bit of stress in our lives, which serves to push us and move us forward. When stress gets out of control, however, and you feel constantly nervous or on edge, then it can be utterly exhausting. And if it goes on for more than just a few days, then it can cause long-term damage to both your mental and your physical health. That's why dealing with stress is so important because it's bad for your health and there is absolutely no sugarcoating that fact. So let's be clear. Too much stress can kill you. Prolonged stress, usually two weeks or more, is get your backside to the doctor level stress. Some examples of stress might be feeling pressure at work or in your studies if you're a student. It might be feeling overwhelmed by pressures at home. It might be feeling pressure from your family to be or do things a certain way that doesn't fit in with your values or beliefs. It might be a relationship breaking down with a partner, friend, or family member. Or it could even be feeling overwhelmed by major events going on in the world. There are many different types of stress that we all experience, but they all have one thing in common. They make your life more challenging than it needs to be. Understanding and dealing with stress is a big part of good mental health and well-being. Because unless you're living in a cabin in the woods, you're probably going to have some level of exposure to things that can stress you out. Too much stress can lead to anxiety and or depression over time, which makes logical sense when you really think about it. Look at it this way. If you constantly run your car engine at full throttle, eventually you're going to run out of fuel and mess up the motor unless you take some time to maintain your vehicle. Your body is your vehicle and it needs maintenance too. Otherwise, if you're constantly running on overdrive, then something will eventually have to give. Part of that involves Putting in place daily practice to deal with stress before it even happens. Because dealing with stress early is the mental health equivalent of avoiding a molehill becoming a mountain. Stop it before it grows into something so big that you need a Sherpa and a herd of goats to climb it. It's up to you to find a way to take the pressure down. That's a 1980s song reference, especially for my uh, longtime listeners. Because how could I not quote John Farnham here? I've dealt with stress a couple of times in my life. And uh, in hindsight, you know, I knew I was stressed. And I was constantly stressed about a number of things, financial issues, family problems, work issues, and an overall lack of job satisfaction, as well as general dissatisfaction with things surrounding my job. So I knew it was time to see a therapist about how to handle stress. And that therapist helped me greatly. So, what causes stress? Stress is a symptom of bigger issues going on in your life. It's the little tip of the iceberg sticking out of the water. You've probably heard this analogy before, but if not, roughly 90% of the mass of an iceberg is hidden underneath the water. So, what you see above the surface is just a small percentage of its true size. Stress is like that. It's a symptom of underlying challenges, issues, or your needs being unfulfilled. It can be triggered by any number of things, stuff going on in your life, big or small, Some of the big stuff might be illness, arguments with family or friends, moving uh, financial issues, planning a big event like a wedding or even a holiday or a vacation. Or it could be down to pushing yourself too hard. Uh, Stress can happen because of stuff at work or stuff at home or it could be a combination of both. Or in fact, stress at work could contribute to greater stress at home because you might be feeling less resilient and vice versa. Let's talk about stress at work for a minute and let's be real here. It's pretty rare not to have a crappy day at work every now and then. But when you're constantly stressed at work, not only are you not giving or going to be terribly effective, for instance, me stumbling on my thought, right now, I'm not going to be stressed about it. Uh, So let's get back to this. Uh, Not only are you not going to be terribly effective, but it's going to be harder and harder for you to find joy outside of work. So it can often end up being a downward spiral into greater stress. Everyone's experience is unique and this topic is so big that it's probably going to need its own episode later on. So I'll keep that in mind. And in fact, I'm going to have an episode about the stress hormone, cortisol. I'll probably have it out not too far after I publish this episode. So, uh, it's, it's good to have an understanding of what is actually causing the physical and the mental things going on and that's our cortisol. So we'll talk about that in that podcast episode. Anyway, there are a few common types of work-related stress. It might be that you're feeling overwhelmed by the, the workload or the expectations of the job. It might be that you like your career, but not your current employer. It could be that you're not happy in your current career. You might be having problems with your coworkers, or you might have stuff going on outside of work that's making it hard to be fully present at work. I'm sure there are lots of others that I could list, but most work stress will likely fit into one of those categories. Whatever the the contributing factor is, be it at work or at home or both, it's usually not just about what's going on in your mind. Often, you'll see physical signs of stress manifesting, and it might seem like it's coming out of the blue, but it's your body trying to tell you that something is wrong. I don't know why we insist in Western civilization on continuing to treat our bodies and minds as being separate entities. I mean, our minds are housed inside our bodies, so it's not like they're ever going to be separate because if they were, you might have a bit of trouble living. I mean, I've come across some people who are living without a brain, but it's not that common, thankfully. (laughs) Ah. So when you're stressed, your body responds. Sometimes you might even experience the physical symptoms before you realize that what's going on in your mind. You might be getting headaches regularly, have ongoing muscle tension, have difficulty sleeping. You might become moody or irritable or angry much more easily than usual or have low energy or intestinal issues, uh, feel constantly on edge and nervous, or you might struggle to find pleasure in activities that you used to enjoy, or you might find yourself increasing your use of alcohol or other substances as a coping mechanism. However, stress might manifest for you. It's important to be aware of it and address it early because the longer these feelings go on, the more dangerous they are to your overall health. Let me quote Beyond Blue here. Uh, You may be at risk for the majority of the last two weeks. You found it hard to relax, felt stressed or overwhelmed, and or felt panicky or anxious. If this is the case, managing your stress levels should become a priority. End of quote. It makes sense when you think about it. As I said earlier, if you run your car at full throttle, it's either going to run out of fuel or something's going to break in the motor. And you are no different. There's only so long you can function on overdrive. Before something has to give, let's get into how you tackle stress, both at work and at home. First of all, let's take a moment to talk about mindset in general and the role it plays. If you're a hopeful and optimistic person, you're certainly not immune to stress, but you are more likely to manage it well if you're able to look for the positive in things rather than becoming hung up on the negative. You can uh, read an article in Psychology Today about uh, the links between optimism and stress. Regardless of the scientific evidence to back it up, it's pretty much common sense when you consider it because how you choose to think has a direct impact on how you feel. It's not a magic pill though. And as I already mentioned, optimistic people aren't immune to stress. But let's be clear that mindset and what you choose to focus on in your life is a big starting point in dealing with stress. Hope plays a massive role here. If you have hope for the future, hope that things can and will get better, you will be more likely to look for the positive in things or want to push past any barriers which will then enable you to get to where you need to get to. In the words of American motivational speaker Brian Tracy, set peace of mind as your highest goal and organize your life around it, end of quote. Part of this is about being proactive with your mental health, because before we even talk about how to deal with stress when it's happening, I have to point out that we should all be taking steps every day, every day to minimize and prevent stress before it happens. I have said it before and I'll say it again prevention is better than cure. I'll give you some tips for how to do that in a minute. First, let's look at how to deal with stress when you're in the middle of it. First and foremost, identify the cause of the stress. Unless you know what's really causing it, you uh, just, how are you going to deal with it? Remember what I said before. Stress is a symptom, so you need to get to the bottom of what's really going on. Reflect, dig deep, and ask yourself what is happening or not happening that's causing you stress. Be really, really clear. I've talked in previous episodes about digging in so you can understand what's really going on under the surface. And if that means you need to speak to someone you feel comfortable with, preferably someone who can be objective and direct with you, then it's time to talk to someone. It might be more than one thing that's contributing to your stress. In fact, it probably is going to be more than one thing if we're realistic about it. So make sure that you really, really, really understand what's going on under the surface before you start thinking about solutions. Once you're completely clear on what's causing your stress, you can start working through what you can do to tackle your stress. There is no one-size-fits-all approach because what works for one person may not necessarily work for another. So you need to come up with a list of things that will work for you. A few of the main things that you can do are dig deep to understand what is really causing your stress. If you haven't already identified what the root cause of your stress is, then you need to do this before going any further. Next, confront it. There's no point keeping your head in the sand to protect yourself. So confront whatever it is that's going on. Even just acknowledging that you're having a rough time can be exactly the circuit breaker that you need to start thinking about how you're going to tackle the problem. Then find solutions. I know it seems obvious, but if you want to get rid of stress, you need to address the root cause or causes. Come up with ideas that will resolve the problems that are causing your stress. Also, talk to someone you trust. Often a good conversation with a close friend or family member can be just the re- release you need to get it off your chest. Also, take a break. A couple of hours or a couple of days to relax might be exactly what you need to recharge your batteries and work through how to tackle whatever is causing your stress. So allow yourself some time. You can also ask for help. Some problems are bigger than us as individuals. So if you need help, ask for it. Do not think that you need to deal with it on your own. If you're super stressed out or blessed with anxiety like a lot of people are, the idea of opening up to someone might make you want to crawl under a rock, but you don't have to go through things on your own. So why would you carry all of that burden alone? Seeking help from someone else can assist you to look at things from a different angle and maybe even to come up with solutions you might never have thought on your own. You don't need to go it alone. Seriously. Diet, exercise, and sleep. Consider that. It might seem like shutting the gate after the horse has bolted, but if your patterns have been all over the place, then getting them back on track can help to stabilize things Put down the cupcake, pour out that second glass of wine and stop listening to that medley of Adele songs. Because if you put healthy stuff into your body and mind, then you're more likely to reduce your stress. Once you've managed to work through what's causing your stress at the moment, take some time to reflect on what happened and consider what you need to change in your life to prevent it from happening again consider what is within your control versus what is out of your control. For example, if stress is happening because of your job and you can't change things, then all you can do is change yourself, either change your outlook or change your job. If it's to do with stuff in your relationship, you can either change your outlook or you can change your situation, i.e., Either seek professional counseling to work on things or make a decision, decision to move on. You can only control your own thoughts, feelings, and your actions. You, you can't control others. So if you're not happy with the way things are, then it's up to you to change how you think, feel, and act. End of sentence. I'm sure it would be lovely if we could just change people or situations to be the way we want them to be. But life doesn't work that way, thankfully. And the sooner you accept that the only things you can control are your own thoughts, feelings and actions, the better off you'll be. That brings me to preventing stress, which is all about proactively managing your overall health. When I talk about health, I'm talking about physical, mental, and spiritual health. Do things that are healthy for your mind, body, and spirit because what you take indirectly affects how you feel. Work through issues as they arise and let go of things that are out of your control. If you're in a situation that is likely to cause stress, either do something about it or remove yourself. I know that sounds simplistic, but if you accept that you can only change what is within your control, that you can't change other people or situations that are outside of your direct control, then all you can do is either influence the situation to change or change your role in the situation. Know what matters to you and focus on that. Don't let stuff that's not important distract you from what is important. To summarize, stress happens to most of us and it can be a motivator, but if it's affecting you physically and mentally, then it's time to do something about it. Deal with the stuff that's in your control. Let go of what's out of your control. Be proactive about managing stress. And get help to work through stuff when you need it. Stress isn't just about what's going on in your head. Physical symptoms are common as well. And get to the root cause of what is going on. Take the time to really understand why you're feeling stressed and know that it might be due to multiple factors. Don't try to just stick a Band-Aid on your symptoms, but instead address the underlying causes. Focus on what really matters. Don't let stuff distract you from what is most important to you in life. One quote I'd like to end with is, rule number one is, don't sweat the small stuff. Rule number two is it's all small stuff. End of quote by Robert Elliott. This is real life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.